This is Hi Dad, the show where you get the advice your dad would give you, because common sense isn't so common. Here's your host, Shane Ball. Hello, family. Great day to you. How is everyone? I hope you are absolutely remarkable. Everything is, as they say, everything. Everything is everything. Everything is good. Everything. Yes, it is, sir. Yes, it is. You know, I, I, I must say, I am very, very, very touched by the recent tragedy that occurred in the Bahamas, uh, actually in Freeport, Bahamas. Um, it was a private jet that had nine people on board and it crashed landing into Freeport. And one of those passengers was Dr. Miles Monroe. Definitely, definitely a huge inspiration to my life. And I was very, very touched, deeply saddened to hear of his passing and especially the way that it happened with the plane crashing and exploding on impact. That was very difficult. But I thank the Lord for the fact that Dr. Monroe and his wife and the others, who most of them were ministers, that they lived a life that really exemplified being who God called them to be and what he wanted them to be. So I just wanted to take this time and share that. I know that there probably all of you have experienced death of somebody that you love or admired and it made you feel a certain way, made you uh, maybe a little somber, uh, maybe angry at some point, of course, sadness. And it's okay to talk about that. It really is. It, It helps to talk about it. All right. So as you hear me say quite a bit, don't hold stuff in. Please don't. Find somebody that you're comfortable to to really just pour your heart to that individual so that they'll know how you feel and they can be there. Whether they even need to say anything, sometimes all you need is just to release it. And once you release it, you'll feel better because you'll begin to think about things that you would not have thought about if you wouldn't have said what you needed to say out loud. It's something awesome about saying things out loud, especially to someone else. All right. I am excited. I am excited about helping today. What do you have from the family? Yes, we have some questions here for the family today. This is your show, family. It's a free call or text message to 866-DAD-8033. That's 866-323-8033. You can send in an email or an iMessage to questions at com. You have questions. Dad has the answers. So let's dive right on in. All right. Kevin sends in a text message and says, Hi, Dad. So I got a call this morning that said that my father had drank himself to death 
And the man left us with a moral dilemma to take his six-bedroom house left to me, his eldest son, along with a quarter of a million dollars. The moral dilemma is that I expect that this money may have been obtained illegally and I am unsure of what to do. Can you give me some advice? Most definitely, Kevin. Um, Firstly, I am so sorry to hear about your father. You know, it's amazing that I was just talking about someone passing away. And (laughs) the first question is this. As most of you know, I don't get the questions beforehand. They're punched over to me, so to speak. But Kevin, let me say this. And I, I want you to, you know... Kevin, when I, when I first heard David say what you were asking, this is what came to me. And I, I just decided I want to say this first. It is awesome that you don't have the mentality of, whoa, look at all of this money. But you're you're really focused in on the legalities of the money's source. And that that speaks volumes of your integrity. And I, for one, applaud, literally applaud you for that. Now, there are hmm, there are legalities that are handled by certain agencies, certain representatives of the court. Um, I'm certain that if you got a call from someone this morning, I am more than certain it was from an attorney's office is what I'm thinking anyway. I say more than certain because usually that's what happens. It's an attorney's office who will call you or inform you by way of letter. And I'm sure a lot of paperwork will follow what has happened. So what I want you to do, Kevin, is to let the lawyers handle that. Okay. If you don't feel comfortable spending or otherwise using those funds because you feel that it was obtained illegally. Now this, I have a question. Are you saying you don't want to mess with it because you feel because it was obtained illegally that if you, let's say spend, go out and get a car, dollars $30,000 that they'll come back and take your car. Or are you saying morally morally and I, I know you said your moral dilemma but I just wanted to know do you mean morally in terms of because it was obtained illegally now I don't think I could touch this money it was not well Kevin well let me finish my statement it was not obtained through legal means now you said you suspect that it was obtained illegally. Now, if that was the case, I'm thinking now that once it goes through probate court, which is what happens after someone is deceased and and they have property left over, things are kind of looked at. I mean, it's, it's a process to go through. So if everything clears through the probate court and these people know that he's passed away And if there's anything that is fishy, trust me when I tell you, they want their money. They want justice, so they will go after it. If it comes to you, then 
Hey, there you go. There you go. If you have a job somewhere, you don't know what the owner is doing to get that money. You really don't. You may have a suspicion, but you don't know. But I bet you want your paycheck. I mean, you you have to just be rational about this, really. And when I say rational, not um, recklessly rational, but rational nonetheless, because this is your money. It's going through the courts and it is yours. You just do the right thing with it. I don't have a problem with anybody taking dirty money to do clean things with. You know, if it passes through and it was obtained illegally, but the court's like, well, hey, it's nothing we can do. We can't prove this, this, that, and the other, and it's yours. Do something clean with it. That's it. There's nothing else to do, Kevin. But um, congratulations, and, um, you know, I'm a church guy, so... Give your tithes and offerings to your church and go forth with the rest. All right. God bless. Thanks so much, Kevin, for sending in that message. Jonathan sends in an email and says, Hi, Dad. I have a question about volunteering and school clubs. I'm in my sophomore year of high school, but I haven't joined any clubs. Well, actually, I have, but I stopped going after the first meeting out of laziness. I realize I need to get involved with these things in order to get into a good college. I haven't done any volunteer work or any extracurricular activities in my freshman year, and I'm running out of time because I have to start applying to colleges next year. I think that it's already too late to join clubs because school started around three months ago. Should I try to go to the meetings and ask to join, even though it's very late? Do you think it's too late to get into good colleges? If not, what can I do? Thanks, Jonathan. Jonathan, what's up, my son? What's going on? Never met you, but you know how I go. David, didn't you get a full scholarship to university? Yeah, I sure did. I was in Missouri, and we were. My family was so excited um, that we got the letter, and they said you have a full scholarship, and we're all like having a party. Woo! Did you get that scholarship <laughs> because you were part of a club? Uh, no. Right. I I didn't. It, yeah, you're right. I right. didn't have a scholarship because I was in a club. Right. Uh, and of course, I knew that, but I wanted to let Jonathan know. <laughs> Jonathan, you don't have to join a club, son. I promise you, you do not. But you do have to have wonderful grades and you're going to have to do extremely well on your SAT and or your ACT. All right. I would suggest beginning to study like crazy i would take some course it's prob i don't know if it's there on campus but maybe there is a technical college or another organization in the area who will provide a course or training for taking the sat or the act those courses are remarkable they will prepare you that their preparation courses, they will prepare you to take this test so that you can make very high scores, hopefully above at or above a 25 for the ACT, uh, 1800 or above for the SAT. And that, Jonathan, is what will have universities fighting over you, man. They will want you for that. So, excuse me, I don't know where uh, you got 
the information that joining the club would do this uh, for you in terms of get you into college or something like that or scholarships or whatever. But nah, you don't need that, sir. Not at all. Just do very well in school. Hey, go to my church's website, orangebergchurch.com. That's O-R-A-N-G-E. B as in boy, U-R-G, orangebergchurch.com. And on that front page, you'll see how to make all A's and B's. All right. That's something that the Lord gave me that's on that site. And I want you, it's only a page long. If you do those things, you'll make all A's and B's. It's happened for, I don't know how many people for years and very, very practical things. Do that. Also find where there is a training to take those standardized tests for the ACT, the SAT, so that you can do an exemplary job and start applying. You know, you may want to take it more than once. Don't get discouraged. If you take it one time and you don't get a very high score, you could take it again. It does cost to take those tests, but take the take the class and learn everything you can. You cannot you can not zone out in class, not in any class, especially these training classes. You'll definitely want to make certain that you do your best and please 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 email me back because i want to hear about the results and yeah i remember you all right son god bless thanks jonathan for sending in that message adder sends in a text message and says i'm meeting some people from the world wide web in a parking lot somewhere at eight o'clock on sunday morning what do you think i should do um what in the world are you talking about, Adder? You mean to tell me <laughs> that somebody wants to meet you in a parking lot and you... Oh, no, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Madam Adder. I don't know if that's my I think female. Adder's a boy's name. Boy's name. Okay, yeah. cool. So, Adder, no. What are you going to do? You're going to stay home. Or, no, I'm sorry. Get ready for church. That's a Sunday morning. You're not going to meet anybody anywhere. You met them on the internet and they want to meet you in a parking lot. Not going to happen. Not my son. No. Stay home and get ready for church. Or if you have an 8 a.m. service, you're supposed to be in church, not in some parking lot meeting somebody somewhere. People, there there are cool people in the world. And you don't know what, what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I'm not comfortable with that at all. I don't care if they wanted to meet you inside McDonald's. I still don't trust that whatsoever. No, stick with the people who you have met in person already and have built a relationship with. And if I were you, I would block these people from whatever social site or wherever you met them. Block them. Don't respond to them anymore. Leave them alone. All right, Adder? God bless. Thanks, Adder, for sending in your message. Rennell sends in a text message and says, Ever since I was little, I had problems with sleeping. Sometimes I'll, make, I'll wake up in the middle of the night for no reason. 
my sleep patterns are all over the place and I heard that you can have health problems from lack of sleep. What do I do? Now, there are different things that happen in terms of why we don't get sleep. There, there, there are several things. Now, one thing that I found to be very effective is to is to to do deep breathing exercises before you go to bed. You know, what you do is you you exhale all the air out of your lungs that you can, and then you inhale through your nose very deep. Now, don't do this laying down. You need to be, I'd say, standing up because even sitting up doesn't give you the full effect. Stand up, deep breathe, and hold your breath. Uh, feel your lungs to the greatest capacity. I mean, don't burst your lungs or anything, but just get all the air in your lungs you can and then hold that for a few seconds and then slowly through your mouth breathe in through your nose then slowly through your mouth breathe out and do that about three times now if you start getting lightheaded at any point just stop you know any type of medical thing or bodily thing that i'm telling any of you this is only a suggestion it is not a prescription i'm not a doctor yeah i have a couple doctorates but not medical not in the medical field. So I want you to make certain that you have your, your your body ready for sleeping. And what that means is a lot of times when we're sleeping, if we're not getting the proper oxygen throughout our bodies, not just in our lungs, but the blood goes through our lungs to pick up the oxygen, to take it to our brain and the rest of our body. And sometimes if it's not working properly, our body is disturbed and we wake up many times. It's also the fact that you're, you need to use the restroom. You know, if you drink a whole lot of liquids right before you go to bed, mm, you're going to wake up. I've heard people say 6 PM. Don't eat or drink anything after 6 PM and you should be good to go. But I think that's if you're going to bed, by 10 p.m. So they're saying at least four hours before you go to bed, don't eat or drink anything, and it will provide a very restful sleep for you. And also, you have to be consistent about the time that you go to bed. If you go to bed nine o'clock, the next night, one in the morning, and then the next night, 10 p.m., and then the next night, 9.30, you're, you're messing up your sleep patterns. And you mentioned sleep patterns. You have to go to bed the same time every night so your body can get on a schedule. If you don't do that, then you're going to wake up at odd times and you're going to feel unsleepy, which in your mind may be refreshed. But your body is like, I didn't get all the sleep I need. And so you get up, you play on a computer or whatever, and you try to fall back to sleep, but you don't. And then you're sleepy all day long. You know, your body tricked you. You thought that you were awake and had energy. No, now you just sleep. You've got to get on a schedule. Get on a schedule, Rennell. When you get on a schedule and you do the deep breathing exercises or um, not not eating or drinking, 
you should be good. And try not to fall asleep on the couch or in a chair or something. No, 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 no. Now, this is something that I think would be good for everybody. This is what I like to do. When I do get home, I like to get relaxed, you know, put on some relaxing clothes and then eat. And then after I eat, I don't do it all the time, but I wish I did. It would help a lot. Then after you eat, go ahead, brush your teeth, um, shave, do whatever you need to do right before you get to bed. If you're a type person that you like to read something and pray before you go to bed, you could do all of that early. You don't have to do those things right before you go to bed because right before we go to bed is usually the time that we are the most fatigued. We're tired. We're sleepy. It's nothing wrong with doing those things right after you eat, then coming right back out, watching TV, doing your homework, whatever you have to do. And then when it's time for you to go to bed, you can literally go straight to bed. You don't have to brush your teeth. You don't have to shave. You don't have to wash anything. You don't have to do a thing. You can literally go straight to bed because all those things have been done earlier when you had energy. Now that you're just exhausted, you go to bed. What happens most times, especially with young people, they'll go to bed without washing or brushing their teeth. Oh, my goodness. That is just not a good thing. Or without praying. Or if you needed to read something, you wanted to read something. I like reading before I go to bed every night, including weekends. Oh, you don't feel like doing anything and you're not focused and stuff. Save it for earlier. Do all of that stuff earlier. Then go to bed as soon as you're sleepy and tired. Get your body on a schedule. I hope that helped you right now and everyone else listening. God bless you. Thanks so much, Renell, from for writing in. Listen, I encourage everyone to write or to call into the Hi Dad show. We read every question that comes our way. Now, don't forget that you can call or text your questions toll free to 866-DAD-8033. That's 866-323-8033. Or you can shoot us an email or an iMessage to questions at HiDadShow.com. Now, check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Hi Dad Show. You can also follow Dr. Wall on Twitter at Shane underscore Wall or on Facebook by searching for Pastor Shane Wall. And pick up a copy of Dr. Wall's awesome new book, Understanding. All success is attained by it. Get the book, get the understanding, be the success. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get every single episode of Hi Dad right to your device. Also, tell your friends about the show and encourage them to send in their questions and concerns. HiDadShow.com is the place where you can find out everything about the show. And as a bonus, we'll be posting answers to the most common questions there as well. We love you, family. My name is David Marshall. I'm here with Dr. Shane Wall. And thanks for tuning in to Hi Dad.